Shalom Rabbi Yisrael, Bez Hashem, we're learning the Mishnah Ruin, Simin Yudzayin, a new Simin, Sif Alif, Shia number 49, Bez Hashem, Miheim HaChayavim Etzitzis, who is Chayiv to wear Tzitzis? Says the Mechaber, Afal Gavdech Siv Ur'isim O'Yisoy, even though it says Ur'isim O'Yisoy, and you should, you should see them, is a reference to the Tzitzis, you should see the Tzitzis, Suma is chayiv tzitzis. A summa is a person who is not able to see, he's blind. He's still chayiv tzitzis. So what's the Chiddush the Mechav is telling us? One might think, if it says, the Pasuk says, Uri Yisai, which means that you should see them, and if a person can't see, so then he's part of tzitzis, right? That would be the logic. So, so therefore, the Mechav does not incorrect. The, the Chiddush is because the Pasuk also says, says that which he covers himself with. And, and therefore, since a person who, even if he's blind, he still covers himself with a four-corner garment, therefore he's chayiv and tzitzis. So now we still have a question. The question is, so what does Uri'isim O'Yisoy come to teach me? Mm-hmm. If we're saying Uri'isim O'Yisoy doesn't mean that you have to be able to see it, and therefore if a person is a Suma, he can't see, so he's exempt. So what, what is Uri'isim O'Yisoy? What's it coming to teach me? It's coming to exclude a night garment, which means like this. Nighttime, we, we you know, remember as, as, as a little boy taking on my tzitzis and kissing my tzitzis, my father like telling me like, no, it's not with words, but like shaking, no, 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 we don't do that. Then I remember with my little boys that they learn in school, you know, you kiss your tzitzis by Shema. So then they're coming the first time, they're coming to Dava Marav with me at night. I see they're taking their tzitzis out. This is the din that we're coming to say, no. Nighttime, you can't really see. You say, when you can't see? Electricity. Well, they didn't have electricity, so they had candles, but they didn't have natural light. That's uri isimoyisoy. Uri isimoyisoy. It's rich lemai ksus light. It's coming to exempt ksus light. Ksus light means the night clothing. Night clothing means at night. So at night, that's when you are exempt from the mitzvot tzitzis. So if you think about it, in the winter time, when night falls much earlier, that whole entire night. 5.45 until the next morning, you are exempt from the midst of tzitzis. Now, we, we still have the custom of wearing tzitzis. Well, let's just give an example for it. You know, let's say a person is going to, uh, is going jogging and, and he wants to take off a tzitzis because he's going to be schwitzing and there's no midst of tzitzis. There's no midst. You know, by de- now, 6.30, if he wants to go jogging, it's uh, still daylight for another two hours. You know, close to two hours, uh, you know, uh, Sunset's not till I don't know, 8.15, right? So he still has a mitzvah tzitzis. If he's wearing the full corner garment. Yeah, yeah. So nowadays like this. Nowadays, so let's just discuss that for a minute. He was saying if he's wearing a four corner garment. That's true. Nowadays, we obligate ourselves to wear the four corner garment. Now, it used to be back then, it used to be back then that, that they had four corner garments that they put tzitzis on. Nowadays, we make sure to wear a four corner garment to put it aside. Right. But the example you gave, if you're going to go out running, you're going to be schwitzing. Um, I understand the obligation. You're saying even by day, even though it's the summertime. Yeah, there are those that are, you know, leaning to take it off. I'm not, you know, all I'm saying is that there is still a mitzvah. In other words, a person right. does wear stitzes in the summertime at 6.30 at night, he's still making a mitzvah. Right. 
In the winter time, at 6.30 at night, there's no mitzvah. There, there is something to be said of, of a tzur of a yid to still wear a tzitzis. You know, the, the tzur, like the approach, the look. But, uh, okay. Let's back inside here. Let's take a look here at the Mishra Sifkot and Alif. Chayi betzitzis opashat the yochel avarich gamkein aleyen. Not only is he chayi, but he's also the psuma that we're talking now, is able to make a bracha. However, actually, he should make sure to feel and check with his hands, or to ask someone else who was able to see, to check the tzitzis. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the svar, the logic would say to include the garments of a blind person and to exclude exus of a garment of a night a night garment pajamas for example because the garment of a blind person is still in the category of of seeing by other people other people can still see it so it could still be in the category it's called but it's, it's not a natural light of a night garment because you need candlelight, you need electricity. Siv Beis, Mechavah says, Noshim v'avodim b'turim. Women and the children, excuse me, and the servants, avodim, are potter, are exempt from the mitzvah tzitzis minayishi, mitzvah eshe shazman grama because it is a time-bound mitzvah. It's a time-bound mitzvah. So we see over here, women are potter. Take a look here before we see the Ramah <coughs> in Sivkot and Gimel in the Mishnah Brush. As my grandma, it's time bound. The whole Belilah is my lav's man sitsis because nighttime is not the time it sitsis. The whole mitzvah is as my grandma, Nashim Beturus Miam, I feel with Rabbanim. And any time bound mitzvah, which means that it's what is time bound, it means that you're you're obligated to do it at a certain time of the day. They are exempt afilumid rabbanon. Why is that? Why are women exempt from all these mitzvahs? The hukshu kol Now this is a general principle that applies to all mitzvahs. The hukshu kol because all of the tayra, the whole all the mitzvahs are connected to the mitzvah of tefillin. What does that mean? Dechsibahu. It says by tefillin leman tiyeh tayras Hashem yeficho. So, in order that the tires of Hashem should be in your mouth, it's the obligation, the reminder to learn tefillin. The same way women are exempt from the mitzvah of tefillin, the iskish because it's connected to tamon The chsev ba says by tamon vishinamtam livanecha, and you should teach your sons v'loy livnoisecha, and not your daughters. So too, they are also exempt from all time-bound mitzvahs. And what about servants, avadim? So they are learned out, that's learned out also, that they are exempt from mitzvah of tzitzis, because whatever a avid and servant is chayivin, so too an isha is chayivin. Whatever an isha is potterin, so too an isha and avid is potterin. And learn, that's learned out from the Gezer Shava of law, law. Now, let's just, re- let's just review over here at Sifkat and Gimel. We said the connected dots are like this. Women are exempt from, from tefillin, 
and tefillin is connected to Torah. The same way they're, they're, they're exempt from Torah because it says, It says, And you should teach the Torah to your sons. Not to your daughters. Now let's just for a sec- digress for a second. What does it mean to teach the Torah to your sons, not your daughters? Every single Isha is obligated to know every single halacha that applies to her. She has an obligation to do the mitzvah. She can't violate a mitzvah and say, oh, it says, so I don't have to do any halachas. That's not what it means. It means that in regards to the mitzvah, and the Beis Levi explains what this means in the, in the Parshish Mishpatim, but in regards to the mitzvah Talmud Torah, like what we do over here, meaning we learn Mishnayis, we learn Gemara, the Gemara that we're learning, the, 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 the actual act of learning Gemara, that women are not chayyim. They're not chayyim. Now, there's all of Hechel's brachas, all of Hechel's Shabbos, all of Hechel's Chalot, all of Hechel's Nida, all, all these halachas. They had to be experts with those halachas. We're not getting into all these conversations now about it, but that they're chayyim. When it says they're not chayyim in, in, in Tamil Torah, it means the how and the why and they get to the point of Rishonim and Achreinim, they need to know the bottom line what to do. Okay. Yes. Just to repeat the question, the question is, so we're saying that they're not chayef. Can they do it if they want to? So we're going to see the Ramah in a minute. Okay, and then there's a very important uh, footnote over here from Rishon Zaman Arbach Zatzal. Now, Siv Kotan Dalid we have to go to the Ramah first. Ramah says, If they want to put on tzitzis, atifa, to wrap themselves with it, and to make a bracha. They're allowed to. They're allowed to. As he says, the Ramah says, Just like any other time-bound mitzvah that if a lady wants to take the lulav, is she obligated to take a lulav? And I'm going to tell you something else. This, this is what I'm about to say. might be a shocker for many people. Are women obligated to hear the shofar blowing? I'm going to ask you again. Because you said they're not. Are women obligated to hear the shofar blowing? You said they're not. You're right. <laughs> it's a minute. It's a But people don't realize that. Now, there's nothing wrong. And in fact, if you look in the first tshuva of Kiva Eger, it says they accepted upon themselves. It's a very strong minute. They accepted upon first tshuva. All of Jews are Akiva Eger, the great Akiva Eger. You look in Simon Aleph. It says women were accepted. Now it doesn't become a deraisa if women accept. It doesn't become derabanan if they accept. It becomes a very strong minute. Means that historically they accepted upon themselves. How did they make a bracha? Oh, so how did they make a bracha? How did they make a bracha? So that's a very interesting lumdus behind that. So let's let's go further. First of all, first piece we say over here, if they want to put on tzitzis, talus, are they allowed to? There says the Ramah, yes. Can they make a bracha? Yes. However, big capital, however, he says like this, ach, however, mechzikiyuaro, it looks like arrogance, like haughtiness, if they put on the talus. Lachain, ein lahem lubush tzitzis, they should not be wearing tzitzis. So, now, from the letter of the law, can they? Technically, they can. Now, what I wanted to share with you from Rosh Zalman, which, which is Shaykh of the Mitzvah here, he says like this, this that a lady could wear tzitzis on the four-corner corner garment, it has to be specifically, 
if it's a four-corner garment that's not the garment that a man wears when he davens. Why is that? What's the problem with that? If you if, what? Yeah, because well, this generation, right? But because because a lady cannot wear a man's garment, begadish. So that's where Shlomo Zalman points out that even if a lady were to put on a talis, meaning a four-corner garment, it can't be the one that we wear when we daven because that's begadish. That's a man's clothing. No, it's not impossible. Not she wears a four-corner garment. She wears clothing that have four corners as obligated in sitzes. Oh, and then, then she would put... It's not impossible, it's impossible. No, she puts a four-corner garment how on. How would it work for a talus? What do you mean? How would she wear a talus? Talus is a general term of a garment. Shnaim oichs and talus. The first mission in Babansiya oh, so doesn't say... It says four. It says two people grab on a talus. It doesn't mean, you know, a talus like from a shul. It could be that. It could mean a garment. It could mean a, any, any material. So, when you say talus, which talus are you referring to? The talus well, that you daven this morning? Shul. No. Not no. 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 That's Begadish. That's Begadish. How, how well would she be allowed to wear? She could wear a shirt, a cloak, a, any four corner garment with strings coming down from it. Because it's a regular shirt and garment that she, she's wearing that it happens to obligate her a person in four in sitzes. Now, if she doesn't put on sitzes, like we discussed the case of a shawl. Or or uh, what's that thing the the the, the cowboys? What's the the poncho, thank you. So let's say let's say in those cases it's fully fully obligated. Take away all the cautions we had and all the questions over the past few weeks. And she would wear that. And she wants to put on sitzes strings and make a bracha. She is allowed to. Should she? Better not. Is, you know. The bracha is the part that I don't understand. You're not commanded to do it. She's not commanded to do it. Yeah, so so, so one of the explanations which is bothering you is like, how, how could you say vitzi vanu right. when I'm not commanded? So let's go further. Okay, I, I'm just going to tell you, preface by saying, the Mishra is going to answer your question. I don't fully understand the Mishra. But, but he's going to answer your question. Okay, but I, I don't... I don't I told my Harus, I don't, I don't know. Okay. And I'll tell you everybody online and recordings and in the person. I don't fully understand. And if you have a nice explanation, please help me out with this, please. So let, let's go, in, instead of going further with the Ramah, let's take a look here at the Sivkat and Dalin Mishnah. And she can make a bracha. Now, the first part I, can, I understand. Fine. That what? That even if someone who is not commanded and does something, you get schar, you get reward. You get reward in the category called Now, what's greater to do? Uh, is it greater to do a mitzvah when you're commanded to do a mitzvah and you do it? Or is it greater to do a mitzvah when you're not commanded to do it? So logic might say, when I'm not commanded. Why? Because I'm doing like what's called extra credit. However, Taisis and Kedushin explains that when there is a mitzvah, an obligation for you to do something, there's also a Yetzirah that says don't do it. So that's why it's greater Golam Suva one who's commanded to do something, has more schar when he does that mitzvah because he has a Yetzirah that's fighting him not to do the mitzvah. So this is step one. Now, this is the question that Samach is asking. He says, but how do you say it's Yivonim? You can still say Yivitzivanu. Since the men are obligated in the mitzvah, so they also have schar. 
So yeah, it, it's like a lulav also, and in any like lulav as well. There is a diff, different point, different point over here that um, in regards, to, let's say, but kiyah shayfer the kaven shulay niska shum remez mitzvah b'shas al nashim yisatayv hayoshehein aspan gamkein lo yivarchu. So the Berlocha in in Simon Kotzadi says it's better that the women should not make the bracha on Tkiya Shoifer. Now, Shlomo Zaman says even though they have schar, she'afal pishi yishtem schar mikomokem ein hu shayich b'amiras vitzivanu. They're still not connected in the statement of vitzivanu. So I I I'm not really, I don't have an answer for you. I don't have a clarity. Like I said, I, I I don't have a clear is you know, I'll tell you I'll tell you what there is there is something to suggest. Can they make a bracha? We're saying yes, you can make a bracha. What's our problem? How can you say Vitsivanu? So one of the reasons perhaps why we, we, we can maybe suggest why they say Vitsivanu, not focusing on the word Vitsivanu. They're not Vitsivanu, they're not obligated. But once we have a text of a of a bracha, to start changing it around, sometimes we don't want to play games with that. That's why we sometimes, you know, so that's why maybe we'll keep it the same bracha. Okay, we see we see that concept sometimes. We see it sometimes. Okay. Just to upschlag what I just said, to disprove what I just said. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are those, I believe it even is Rosh Hashanah, who suggests that by women, what's the first thing you say in the morning? What? Uh, oh, what's the first thing we all say in the morning? Modani. Before Bechazat Torah. Before Nitiyot Sadaim. You wake up in the morning, Hashem gives you a gift of life, you open your eyes, and you say, thank you Hashem for day of life. Right? What's the first word you say? Modet. An Isha says Modet? Modot. You see that? Okay, now, some, I believe if someone's Zalman is of the opinion that says she should say Modot, Others say, no, that's the general text, like I said a minute ago. Oh, yeah. So therefore, the same way men say maida, so too women will say maida. Never thought of that one, right? No, I never thought of okay. that. Fine. Well, I'm not saying to tell your wife anything. <laughs> okay. Maybe yes, maybe no. Speak to your rub. Okay. If I'm your rub, we'll speak later. <laughs> okay. Let's hold off on this now. Yeah. Says the Mishra Sif Cotton Hay. So... Lachain, we said in the Ramah, Ain Lahen Lubay Shitsis, they should not wear tzitzis. Hoyil Vainoyhovis Gavra, because it's not an obligation on the person. What does it mean it's not an obligation, obligation on the person? So the Ramah explains himself. He says, Perush. You're not obligated. That's what Semach was saying before the Shir started, even. Right? You're not chayiv in the beginning of the Shir to 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 put on, to go buy a four-corner garment and put on strings and call them tzitzis. If you have a four-corner garment, you put on tzitzis. If you wear it. If you wear it. If you wear it. That's the main point. And not just in your drawer or hanging on your, you know, in the hanger. Now, later on, Simon Yutes says, Like you just said, when you have a four-corner garment and you wear it. Period. So that's what it means. It's not a chavis gavra. As opposed to what? By Lulov, it says, Who should take? Every single 13-year-old man and above has an, have an obligation to take a Lulov for the first day of Sukkot. For who? 
every single person. Not if you buy one, then no. Make sure you own one. That's the difference. Gavr means person. Gavr. Man, ish. It's an obligation on the man. Or there's an obligation that if you wear a four-corner garment, then you put on sitzes on it. That's why there's a different aspect, understanding of the, the makeup, the mechanics of how talus and sitzes work. Tefillin. Tefillin is a mitzvah on the gavra. It's on the man. Not not like not like uh, tzitzis. So a woman can't put on tefillin. Tefillin's a different story. Tefillin's a different story. Women could put on tefillin. A lady could do any mitzvahs, honestly, for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. That a man can do because she wants to do it. Why not? She's allowed to take a lulav, right? So why can't she put on tefillin? No. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't quote me on this now and then go to the people over there on the other side of the mechitza by the kaisel over there. Now, let me explain. From the light of the law, make your din, she can. Look at the Aruch HaShulchan and the Hilchus Tefillin, which Mitzvah Shem will get to this when we, after we get to the finish this, we get to Tefillin. The Aruch HaShulchan says, okay, and Rabbi Yechimiel Yosef is here, so we get to mention the Aruch HaShulchan now. The Aruch HaShulchan says, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to do that? They're playing with fire. Let's explain for a second. When the person's wearing tefillin, he has to have Ema, Yira, Reses, Zeya. He has to wear tefillin with the proper fear and awe and trepidation that he's wearing tefillin. Not that, okay, uh, he's wearing tefillin, he's talking about the basketball game last night. I don't know, it's still basketball season? I don't know. Right? Baseball, baseball. Oh, baseball season, right? It's still basketball. It's still basketball. Okay, it's a good marshal. So he can't do that. He can't do that. So he's, that's, that's the point of Aruch HaShulchan. Why would you bring yourself into such a situation like this? Or going out of the way. Or going out of your way to put yourself in, the, like playing with an atom bomb over here. You have to have the proper yira and fear and awe when you're wearing the tefillin. Look at the Rambam. That's what Aruch HaShulchan says. So, so from the letter of the law, technically, I'm saying, it's just like tefillin. It's just like, just like the lulav. They want to do the mitzvah. Obviously, we know that's not the minute. There are other reasons we're not going to enter them now, but that's that's the Orchus Shochan. I'm going to share with you. How about Talmud Torah? Is a woman allowed to Talmud Torah? So we discussed this. Said. We said this. We said over here that saying? women are exempt from Talmud Torah. I understand they're exempt, just like they're exempt from wearing a talis. Right. Are women allowed to Talmud Torah? So it depends. It depends on when you. Say. It's a little off topic here, but so just very quickly. So it's not the same as with a talis. If or they, it, it's not the same because if they want to, it depends what type of Torah. First of all, Torah Shevach Sav, Torah Shabal Peh. It makes it, there's a chiluk. So if you look in the Mishnah in Saito, Daf Chaf Amar Aleph, and you see over there it says it's not, it's not recommended, not recommended. Okay, yeah, take a look over there. There's a whole big discussion, but not, not for now. Uh, says the the Mishnah and Siv Cotton Hay. I didn't realize this would be such an exciting, lively, uh, <laughs> get into Baruch Hashem, very good. It's not an obligation on the person. This answers why women also make a bracha on a lulav. Because lulav is a mitzvah asr shazman grama, is a time-bound mitzvah. And not only is it time-bound, but he's saying over here, it's time-bound, but it is also chayvaz gavra. Lulav is obligation on the person. The teretz shiny hacha. Our case is different. She'enochayvus gavra. 
Like we said earlier, a man is not obligated to buy a, a four-corner garment and put on its tzitzis on it. He's not obligated. If he puts on a four-corner garment, then the man has to put on its gavra. As opposed to lulav, regards to the man, it's a guf, which is obligation on the guf, on the body. Veda, yet no further. The Anan Paskina, we pass in Gabitsitsis, Chavis Gavra. We pass in Gabitsitsis, and it is a Chavis Gavra. Belav Chavis Gavra. And it's not a Chavis Gavra. So you say, one second, make up your mind. Is it a Chavis Gavra or is it not a Chavis Gavra? How can you pass in both? So he says, we pass in both. Vitarvayu, Vitarvayu Lukula. And we pass in that it is and isn't both to go lenient. What does this mean? Chavis Gavra Lukula. Chavis Gavra means that you're obligated, the person himself, the mensch, the man, the man is obligated to wear it in the lean way, coming to exclude a Chavis Mon, an obligation on the garment. Meaning what? If you're not wearing a talis of four corners, even though it has four corners, it's exempt from tzitzis. In other words, it's to be lenient, we're saying like this, if you're not wearing it, you you could you could own a four corner garment, and you don't have strings on it. That's not a problem. It's also not a chayvus gavra. She's not obligated from the letter law to buy a talis in order to put tzitzis on the rack. As we'll see in Sashem and Simon Yates, that if you have a four corner garment, yeshle talis. That's uh, uh, four corners, and you wear it, and you wear it, then you're chayven tzitzis. I do want to say something that we're going to get to later on, but it's important to mention it now. So people might say, oh, listen, I, you know, so why, why am I going out of my way? You know, first of all, talus today is not like talus of the grot. It's very expensive, just tzitzis alone. You know, it could be as cotton, maybe it's $20, not so expensive, but $40 for wool, right? So you say, okay, listen, I won't wear a four-corner garment, so I'm not chayven tzitzis. The Mishra brings down the Gemara and Shabbos later on. In the time of the wrath of Hashem, the wrath of Hashem, when Hashem is angry. What does it mean when Hashem is angry? I don't know. Maybe during COVID, maybe Hashem was angry, if you call it like that. I don't, I think it's not, not a great time, right? People who don't wear tzitzis, even though they're not from the letter law obligated, they get swept up with the rest of them. That's what the Gemara says. The idea of tzitzis is it's a symbol of Hashem's army. We are, we are servants of Hashem. And the person has a chance to proudly proclaim Hashem is the king. That's what tzitzis represent. It's a mitzvah of Hashem. Every mitzvah of Hashem does that same thing as well. And the person says, I choose not to do it. The person says, I have I, I better things to do. So, God forbid, in the time of Hashem's wrath, even those who don't put on the four-corner garment Gets swept up with 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 uh, the tsarist of the time. Okay, back inside. So in Sivkot and Vav, we turn to now a new discussion. How are we doing time wise? We're actually going to have to stop here and pick up Mitzvah tomorrow from Sivkot and Vav, and and then we'll finish yet. So Sivkot and Vav will discuss the, the rest of it. We'll discuss the tumtum and androgynous, whether there's uh, people who have either their genitals are covered or they have both gen- genitals. Are they chayven sits? Not chayven sits. Mr. Shem will pick that up tomorrow.